Hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is Thursday, October 8th, 2020. And as I'm sitting here recording this episode, I realize it's been a full week since I did my last one. And there has been a lot going on. Um, I know I was going to try and get more out on a daily basis, um, but it has just been um, one thing after another. Um, you know, work is going well for me, but also it just, I cannot stop digging up information on what is going on in the world. Folks, I hope you realize that all you see right now in the U.S. news is talk about COVID or the presidential debates or, um, you know, anything pertaining to things like you know, Antifa. And even that's kind of dying down a little bit. Has it interesting? It's still going on, but people aren't hearing much about it anymore. The fires are still burning in, on the West Coast. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in this world that y'all are not hearing about. And some of which are even um, eastward of us. Um, we have things going on in Israel. I mean, you obviously probably have heard about the peace treaty um, that went down, but there is a lot going on. And I'm going to pause the button there on that. I'll give you more details here in a minute. But because of that, it just has been put on my heart so heavy by the Lord that anytime I do a podcast, yes, it's going to be about life and it's going to be about relationships and politics and all that. But every time I do the podcast, I'm going to give you the gospel because time is running short and you'll see why here in a moment. But I wanted to start with um, John chapter three, verse 16 in the Bible. And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that is the reason why God sent Jesus, because he loves us. And all we have to do is believe in him and we will be saved and we won't perish. And as you look more to that in First uh, Corinthians 15, one through four, basically the gospel is so simple, so simple that a child can understand it. Become as a child so you can inherit the kingdom of heaven. And basically in chapter First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, one through four, it basically talks about how he was buried after he was killed on the cross for our sins and that he rose again after being in the grave three days and he conquered death to redeem mankind. All you have to do is believe in Jesus Christ, accept him as your savior after realizing that you are the wretched sinner you are and you have no hope and no means by which you can save yourself. Accept him as your savior and you will be saved. It is that simple. It's believing in him. Nothing we do, no works can ever come close to redeeming us or no works are required or need to be added to the sacrifice that Jesus made. In Isaiah 64, 6, it tells us this. It says, but we are all as unclean things and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Okay. All of our good things are as filthy rags and all we do fade as a leaf in our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. So just as it is in the fall, the fall leaves turn colors, they fall off and they blow away. That is what our good works are like. Filthy rags. Filthy rags, if you want a little bit 
of um, references to what this is in the cultural context um, for the Israelis. They believe that women, when they had their time of the month, they were unclean. And those filthy rags that they're talking about are their menstrual rags. Yes, man, I heard, I know you probably didn't want to hear that. That is exactly the context of this scripture. Our, all, our, all our good deeds are as filthy rags. Let that sink in for a minute. There is nothing we can do, nothing we can do to add to Christ's sacrifice. He fulfilled the law in full. He fulfilled the law in full. Okay, there is nothing else that we can do to fulfill the law. Because as we go to Romans chapter 10, verse 4, it tells us, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Okay? Christ is it. You accept him. There is no need for modern day uh, human prophets. There are no human apostles on this earth currently. Christ is the end of the law. He is the final prophet, priest, and king. And the reason for that is because he will never die and therefore will never need a successor. Okay, so that is the gospel. That's the gospel. And, and like I said, I'm saying that in a strong tone of voice with strong language, but you just cannot get around that. That's just how it is. And God is calling to you through all of this. He's trying to wake you up. He is shaking things. Speaking of shaking things, did you know that they've had swarms of earthquakes all in California? I don't think you've heard that. If you haven't heard, if you did hear that, let me know. But that's something that you're not hearing about in the news. There's earthquakes all over. It's not just California. Uh, the Madrid fault is um, coming up next. Yeah, it's definitely things are going to be shaking and raking here a little bit. Um, also, too, things going on on the east side of the world. Um, I don't know if you heard about this yet, but uh, the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-il, is going to surprise the United States with one of his newest weapons. And um, that's going to be coming down the pipe. And I'm going to put a bunch of different um, links in here in the description of this podcast so that you can go and look for yourself. Um, there's a lot going on. So I'm just going to skim over this just to try to make sure that I can talk about everything I'd like to um, and not make this like a two hour long <laughs> podcast episode. Um, but like I said, there's other things, too. If you go look on YouTube before YouTube decides to start censoring the religious practices and speech of people, go look it up. There are people, there are children who are prophesying. There are young men who are having dreams, old men who are having visions. There are people who are witnessing and working miracles in Jesus' name. There is so much going on you need to be awake to this. If you are, if you think you're Christian, it is time to really examine yourself. You've got to really examine yourself. Because I'll tell you straight up, Christian, that if you believe that you can support a Democratic nominee, then you're kidding yourself because you are supporting 
not only just the killing of the unborn, which is a major sin, but a lot of other things about stealing and everything that all the Ten Commandments, let's just put it this way, the Ten Commandments, the Democrats break all the time. I just just look, go read the Ten, Ten Commandments and go see what it is I'm talking about. But namely, the main breaker for me is they kill the unborn. They support the killing of the unborn clear up until birth when that baby is viable. OK. Barbaric. That's the only word you can ever say about barbaric and evil. Anyway. Um, but Christian, if you think you are a Christian, I'm going to ask you where your faith is, because I'm going to present an idea to you that you need to think about. Now, I know there are people out there who have certain health issues and ailments and stuff like that. I get it. OK, but here's the thing. Yes, it is wise to do what you need to to take care of your health. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But search your heart. Hit your knees and go to the Father in prayer and ask God Almighty what you need to do to strengthen your faith. Because we know that in the Bible, it tells us to have the faith the size of a mustard seed. And we can tell a mighty mountain to jump and it will jump. Okay? If you fully understand that once you are saved, you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit and you are sealed his. You will be supernaturally inoculated against the evils of this world, including diseases which have been manufactured and bioengineered to kill mankind. OK, you will be supernaturally protected. You don't need a mask. You don't need gloves. You don't need to keep six feet away from someone. Okay, that is not biblical. None of these measures are biblical. So get on your knees, do some soul searching, ask God Almighty and ask him for what his direction is and to teach you the honest truth. I honestly, I told a friend of mine the other day who was, you know, she was a little bit depressed and down and I've been going around and, and visiting with friends who I consider those to be divine appointments because when we have met, they have been so depressed and so worried and so fearful that I basically had to give them a spiritual infusion and not to say anything of myself. I just know that for me, my typical day is I'm in the word. I like, I wish I could stay in the world word all day long, but I'm in the word for at least an hour in the morning. And then prayer, prayer goes until it's done. But then I don't start my morning at work until 10. So I do have a lot of time if I get up early where I can spend with the Lord. And he's been directing me to go talk to people who have needed that infusion. I'm basically, I've been the medic that's been running around on the battlefield, putting people back together and getting them on their feet because he needs his warriors. He needs his fighters in the fight. Okay. That's what this podcast is about. This is me giving you that infusion, me challenging you of where you're at. If you're feeling depressed and lonely, guess what? That's coming from Satan. Fear and depression, anxiety, all of that comes from Satan. It is not of God because, because God gives us a spirit of love and power not to live in fear. And I'll tell you right now, 
I am fearless. I have nothing like I fear no man. I fear no beast. I fear no disease. I fear nothing that man can do to me on this planet. Nothing. And whatever I will have to accept as far as trials before the end, I gladly do. Because that, that way I can do my best to show God's glory through my life as what we were all created to do. Okay, so I need you to understand that there are lots of things going on. I'm going to hit on a couple of things and then I will put links in the description with this podcast so you can go look at them yourself. But people, you need to realize <laughs> we have revelation, um, the prophecies being revealed to us and fulfilled before our eyes. One of the big major ones that most everybody's heard of is the peace treaty um, that Trump brokered in the Middle East with Israel and the other countries, okay? Big deal, very big deal. Second of all, the Israelis are looking very closely at, and I do believe they, I think they might have to check and see if they've confirmed it or not, but they have a red heifer that is a very possible candidate for their first sacrifice for when they get ready to rebuild the temple. That is a big deal. Um, also, I believe that we have seen the false prophet spoken of in prophecy and revelation reveal himself. Um, Pope Francis went to the UN recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, coming in his own name to talk about things going on in the world with COVID and how because of the COVID situation, it has brought to light the things that we need to talk about differently regarding a one world economic system, a one world government, and a one world religion, claiming that all religions basically essentially worship the same God, which is absolutely false, absolutely false. So I'll post that down there as well. Um, Rapture is happening soon, folks. It really is. I mean, it could happen before I finish recording this podcast. It's going to happen in a blink of an eye. There is nothing in scripture that says there has to be anything more revealed or prophecies fulfilled before the rapture happens. God is putting his hand out asking for you to accept him. He is holding back the wave a little bit. He's, his timing is perfect. And he's long suffering, not wanting to lose a single one. And all who will come to him, he is he's trying to rattle your cage. He is pleading. He is knocking on your door. Listen to him. Listen to him through my words. I am just his mouthpiece. The Bible is his mouthpiece. The Bible is his own work of his own hands. Read the Bible. Pray. Talk to him. Plead. Pour your heart out. If you're not saved, there's no special prayer that you need to say. Just tell God that you realize that you're a wretched sinner, that you can't save yourself, and you need a redeemer, you need a savior, and that you fully accept Christ and have full faith in the power of his blood to redeem you and wash you clean so that you can be holy and go to heaven. Whatever words you say to the Lord, Lord, just please save me. Even if it's just that, Jesus, save me. Those three words. Just make them come straight from your heart. Have an authentic conversation with your creator, with your God. Plead to him. 
for salvation, plead to him for redemption. Plead to him that he will justify you by the blood of Christ. Because there is no other way to heaven than through Jesus Christ alone. It's through grace alone, through faith alone, through Jesus Christ alone. Nothing else, no oaths to swear, no worthiness interviews, no nothing. That's it. The gospel is beautifully simple. It makes sense that God would make it simple because if everybody, if he wishes everybody to be redeemed and saved, he knows that we are all on different levels. He knows there are some who are smarter than others. He knows there are some that have abilities different than others. If he's wanting to catch as many as he can and he wants to redeem all, then he would make it simple. And they would be out and open with it, up front and vocal about it, and nothing secret behind closed doors. There is nothing sacred that is secret. No, there is nothing sacred that can save you that is secret. And I pray that if any of you are looking at any of these religious cults, that you please reach out to me and let's talk because I've had more than enough experience about that uh, a way that religion actually religion tears men away from God. Look at who crucified Christ. Yeah. All their practice that the, in the old Testament where the Jews went to their temples and they have their priests give sacrifices to, to, you know, satisfy God because they were so wicked. The sin sacrifices made. That was God's way of preserving his people until Christ could come and fill it in full. But even with all that preparation, even with all of the biblical scholars and the religious leaders of the day, isn't it crazy how the religious leaders did not recognize Christ and they were the ones that crucified him? Religion makes man think that they're above God. It reduces God. There is no need for a building or anyone else between you and Jesus. And that was the reason why when Christ was crucified, that the temple curtain, which was massive, was torn from the top to the bottom, representing and signifying that now there is no need for priests or prophets or anyone else between you and Jesus Christ, you can go straight to the source. You can go boldly to the throne and plead for his help and give him the gratitude that he deserves. He has done so much for us. He is such a good, good father. I pray, I pray that you will take time to seek him. I pray and pray that you will take time to get to know Christ and that you, if you have any questions at all, please reach out to me. Please reach out to me. Send me a message. I'm more than happy to talk with you, but it is so imperative because, y'all, we are really, really close to the end. We are in those last seconds of the final hour before Jesus comes again to rapture his true believers, his church, his bride. And I pray with all my heart that you will accept him because I don't <laughs> I don't want any other souls lost. I don't want any souls lost. 
I don't want any souls lost. My heart is in the same place that God's is. I'm reaching out to all of you who I love. All of you who I've shared this with, you know I love you because you're a friend or family member of mine. I love you. Please keep that in mind. And please, please seek Jesus. 